thanks for that. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so uh, by going to goldbergfm.ie. Uh, you can also text us to always 6 uh, 38 33 uh, 55 3. Well, thanks to the team in Rationale Windows uh, today there. And again, if you want to get further details, you can also go to goldbergfm.ie uh, from there, goldbergfm.ie for further details uh, there as well. Uh, should you want to get in contact with us. Uh, quite a few comments coming in today. And uh, Keith, it's hard to be at a gathering of old townies in Galway. I had the pleasure of being at one last week um, at your mam, at your mam's baby's funeral, where it was such a sad occasion by um, endearing memory and uh, will be the sound of laughter and conversation when I entered Keneally's and St. Joseph's, all remembering so fondly a great lady. What a way to send someone on their final journey. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, it was a gathering of all townies in Galway. It certainly was. I didn't see that now. Uh, but whoever sent that in to us, thank you indeed uh, for that. And uh, Keith, um, a great show on Friday. I was delighted to hear my brother mentioned. God rest him, he would have loved uh, if people would go away. But he never, ever forgot where they came from. As Phil says, you're on our side now, so you are. And uh, Now, then, let me just try and go down here. I'm trying to find a number, so I am here. And uh, do I go this one or this one here? Let me just see. Now that let me do this one all together. I want to go to Vivian Roach uh, Fahey who joins me because Galway University Hospital is to hold their interfaith memorial service uh, this coming Thursday. And Vivian joins me on uh, the line today. Vivian, good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us. Vivian Roach Fahey, you're the bereavement uh, liaison officer uh, with Galway University uh, Hospital, so you're you're at the coal face. I said that to you last year as well. Indeed, um, it's myself and my colleague Anne McKeown who held the post previously and life coordinator. So the two of us provide a service to families in Galway University Hospital. Um, and my role, I suppose, from the point of view of bereavement liaison, is to follow up um, for practical and emotional uh, signposting and advice after a bereavement. And I would think that you're a very, very busy person, so I would, because it's, it's. I mean, there's so many patients in there, so many people go in for treatment, so many hope that the outcome is going to be positive, so many people know that they've gone into end of life and treatment. So it's, it's, it really is, it's, it's a huge amount of diverse people that you're dealing with. Absolutely, Keith. And as we're an acute hospital and we serve you know, a wide geographical area for the and um, we would have people from you know, Mayo, Donegal, Sligo and Roscommon and as well. So as an acute hospital, of course, as you say, the outcome is usually expected that people will recover, but that's not always the, the situation between you know, sudden unexpected deaths and trauma and then there may be care of the elderly and lots of complicated um, situations in between requiring oncology and palliative care and haematology. So it is a very busy role and it's a very busy hospital. Now I'll talk shortly indeed about the memorial service this coming Thursday. But how, I mean, you have to be non-denominational because you don't know the person that you're dealing with could have any faith or, or no faith. Um, mm-hmm. But it must be very difficult at the cold face when it's a tragedy and they say, why, why me? Why did, what went wrong? How, why, when? And you don't have all the answers. Absolutely. Of course, it's very tragic for any family, depending on whatever circumstances. I mean, even unexpected death will cause questions to be asked from the family's point of view because nobody wants it to be them or their family. So again, being compassionate and kind and caring and being supportive to families in that situation of trauma is usually a paramount. Now, if we do have a very strong pastoral care here in the hospital, and we also have links with many um, interfaith religions and faiths um, in the community as well. So we would 
obviously pull in whatever resources are needed for families to support them at the time of a tragic unexpected death or even indeed an expected death. So our aim here is to provide for families the services that they actually require. So, I mean, how is the how and what time is the memorial service on Thursday? So it's at seven o'clock in the evening in the Argelon Hotel um, on March the second. So um, it's again, it's an interfaith. So we do have representation from um, various faiths, from um, humanist and from the Muslim faith, and from Church of England, Church of Ireland, and Methodist as well. Um, and again, it's just a collection of, I suppose, all of us together to actually demonstrate that we are still supporting and thinking of those families who have lost loved ones under our care in the hospital. And um, and the team this year is actually Lakela, uh, which is quite um, a good team for means coming together in Irish, mm. because the particular um, year that we're remembering is um, 2021. And if we can cast our minds back to those COVID times, a lot of people weren't able to be together, the Kayla, because of the restrictions that were on within the hospital for visiting mm-hmm. and also, <clears throat> excuse me, for funerals as well. So this may be for some of those attending the first opportunity that they can have a public support um, and display of remembrance for those that they have loved. And COVID was cruel on a number of fronts, um, certainly those that had loved ones in hospital. Now, I'm in the hospital and I was in and out myself quite a bit. At family member, the, the, the hospital management did everything possible uh, to facilitate Absolutely. people if it was end of life or otherwise. They really did their best, but some people feel yeah. shortchanged uh, that they couldn't spend more time with their loved ones, or when they died, that they were put into a body bag and buried from there. I mean, there there are some of the negatives, but as you said, it's the first time perhaps that they could venture out on a Wednesday night. Um, and head for the Thursday or other, and head for the Orgelone Hotel at seven o'clock, and yeah. just be with like-minded people and say, "Yeah, it wasn't easy, but look, we've moved on two years at this stage, and how yeah. how are you doing?" Yeah, and and that does make make a huge difference because as a nation, we do like to grieve and mourn together. That's part of our rituals, mm-hmm. and we're actually very honoured to have uh, Kevin Toulis, who's um, an author and a bard, and he's going to be our keynote speaker. And you know, his main focus is on the rituals of funerals and all of what that means in the culture and the context of Ireland. So, in in his words that night, he'll bring comfort and a balm to people. Um, who are still probably, as you say, um, suffering from the disenfranchised grief that they have because of the situation with COVID and funerals. We have a unique celebration of life here, no matter what age the person dies at. Um, But the funeral situation, certainly in the West of Ireland, is very unique as against... Dublin can be a little bit sterile, but the West of Ireland, it's that kind of that mehel, that lekela, that's coming together. Um, And having gone through it again recently twice... Um, it, it does give you strength, I have to say, Vivian. It does give yeah. you a little lift at an otherwise difficult time. Absolutely. And it is that community sense and that sense of togetherness. So we would hope in our rekindling of that togetherness feeling in our um, ceremony that we will have on Thursday um, at seven o'clock in the Ardalan, that that will come for people again, that that comfort and that balm that the community provides as they all together share in different ways their own experience of the grief that they had from 2021. So is it only people then that... Uh passed away within the Galway University Hospitals that can go to the memorial or is it open to others? 
I mean, certainly it's, you know, originally it came from the hospital, you know, from 13 years ago in 2010, we had our first one. But, you know, if people are interested in coming and they do feel it will be a space of healing for them, absolutely, you know, we'll invite people. But they need to actually um, reserve a seat. That's the only thing we would ask because um, the take-up has been quite high and I just wouldn't like anyone to arrive and be disappointed. So mm. they would need to, um, there are two phone numbers. I don't know, do you want me to give them out or do you have them yourself there, Keith? I, well, I have, t- I have two. Well, I'll, I'll let you, because I, I have your number, I have everyone else's number here on the sheet. Uh, I, don't want to gi- I don't want to give out somebody's house number. <laughs> 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 uh, no. uh, so, so give me the two relevant like numbers, to- yeah. Sure, thank you. If people would like to attend, absolutely, they can phone myself, uh, Vivian, and my work mobile is 87 Mm-hmm. I'll repeat that, that's 87 or they can ring my colleague Anne McKeown, the End of Life Coordinator, and her work mobile is 87 and i repeat that, 87 8574 to reserve a seat and I would encourage people please to actually do ring so that we can actually accommodate those who turn up. Okay, now if you're listening to a repeat of this programme and uh, tonight after midnight it'll be about 10 past 1 at this stage so we'll a quarter past 1. Will you please not ring them in the, in the middle of the night, ring them in the morning when you wake. It's 086, uh, oh sorry, 87 and that is for uh, Vivian or if you want to get through to Anne you can do so 87 4418574 and that's purely just to know the numbers that are coming for the Cup on Tay and have enough seats out as well. I'd say you'll have a that's good crew, exactly. Vivian. I'd say you'll have a good, good gang of people. In it, we're probably expecting in around the 400 and in fairness that's probably the capacity for the room that we've um, reserved in the Ardalan. Mm. So obviously for people's comfort and for their safety and for the catering, that's why we need to have you know final numbers as close to the date as possible. All right, now what I would suggest, I'm going to give them a little secret tip, so I am here. I suggest you get there early and park uh, responsibly and don't park out on uh, Taylor's Hill itself. Uh, so get yes. in, they have a fine big car park, the Ryan family in, in yes. the Order Lawn have a fine big car park. Get in, park, and say, if you have a few words to yourself in the car before you go in, and then try and get in there for about 20 to 7, quarter to 7, and it will start at 7 o'clock sharp uh, from there. And like that, if people are coming in different cars and there's four or five coming, you know, that we just say if they respectfully wait in the foyer till everyone is there and then come in together, it actually will make it smoother for people getting in and out of seats. Yeah, they're the logistics that people don't think about, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there's anyone infirm in any way or they need any special requirements, if they just let myself or Anne know, we'll make sure they're facilitated as well. So if you have, if you're driving today or you're in bed or you're at home or you're at work or otherwise and you don't have the numbers, we're going to leave the two numbers. So we are for Vivian Roach-Fahey and for Anne McKeown in reception here during the day. And you can give uh, Siobhan a Theresa call here. And again, just for uh, Vivian's numbers, 87 Aran's number is 087-4418-574. They're the two numbers. Vivian, good luck with it. I hope you have a, a, a good gang of people with you. And I hope that uh, people, I hope they take something away from it. Absolutely, absolutely. Because of the year that you're celebrating, they need to take something away with them to get them to start, the, if they haven't started the healing process, uh, but exactly. to start that healing process. 
Yeah, and that's what we're hoping to provide is a space for that healing together, exactly. Keith, thank you so much for Mind having me on. I appreciate that. Take be, care. Behave Bye-bye. yourself and thanks for joining us. Vivian Roach-Fahey uh, joining us there. Quick commercial break and we're back just after these. Comment lines are open and we've got Polly from Evergreen next. Galway Tours, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Good health naturally with Evergreen Health Foods. Kickstart your health journey with Evergreen Health Foods. With eight Galway-based stores, a healthier you is just around the corner. And Polly joins me today. Polly, morning. How are you today? Thanks for joining us uh, in studio. How's life? Mighty Keith, how are you keeping yourself? Good. You're busy. You're busy enough out there. So We're you're busy in Knocknacara, yes. Yeah. Well, you're busy. Plenty busy. That's yeah, lots because of you're in Knocknacara, you see. They're going to see... <laughs> We want to see the superstar come in with some questions that came in since you were last with us. Um, have you any advice for somebody who's not sleeping well? I came across somebody who's suffering from insomnia myself recently. Okay. And it's an awful course altogether. Yeah. And some people suffer for months and months and years and years. You know, so uh, yes, we do have lots of things in Evergreen for sleeping. But what I want to say most importantly, really, is that statistically... People who are low in magnesium are those people that would be most likely to suffer from insomnia long term. So, but also statistically, the vast majority of people in Ireland are deficient in magnesium. So when you start to correct this deficiency, an awful lot of people find that they will sleep better and they will be less prone to insomnia and things like anxiety and kind of un- undue stress as well. And how long does it take for the magnesium to balance, start balancing people? Yeah, this is the the most important thing, really, because it can take quite a long time. Now, and that's why I think a lot of people won't try magnesium, because they might have tried it for like one night or two nights, or they might just try it on the nights where they're not sleeping. But what you need to do really is really let it build up in your system. Um, say, for example, if you come into Evergreen and you buy a jar of magnesium tablets, you'd want to be taking all of those tablets before you decide whether this has worked or not. Now, some people will feel a difference on the first night, but I suppose a ballpark figure would be you'd need to take it every night at the same time, whether you feel that you're going to sleep or not, for about a week running anyway. Mm -hmm. So stick with them, and, and not just night one or night two or night three or night four. Finish the whole thing. Yeah, at the same time every night, whether you're really tired and you think you're going to sleep or not. And again, would there be other issues? Could it be, could it be, um, say, um, trauma that they've gone through? Could it be the menopause? What what, what, what causes this? Yeah, definitely. And this is another thing. um, uh, One of the main symptoms of the menopause would be insomnia. Um, but think of it this way as well. One of the most important nutrients you can take for the menopause is magnesium as well. And also, if you have cramps, restless legs in the night, migraine headaches, those can all be symptoms of magnesium deficiency. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, if you take magnesium, it'll help with all those things. So, you know, if any of those things have just jumped out at you, you know, and you're an insomniac as well, magnesium could definitely be good for you. I always try and get people to either take magnesium or use a magnesium gel or a lotion that you can just rub onto your skin every night as well. That's a very, very good way of taking it too. So it's not all tablets or powders or capsules. Mm. It must be terrible to have insomnia. Yeah, it really must, really, be, really, really must be. Yeah. Uh, cholesterol, I heard somebody talking about dietary or hereditary. Uh, would Polly have any advice when it comes to cholesterol? Yes. 
So I suppose the important thing is to think about whether you might have, you know, dietary high cholesterol or hereditary high cholesterol. So we all take in cholesterol fats from our diet um, and we all make cholesterol as well. Like cholesterol is made in the liver because we do need it for certain things. We need it for like hormone balance and we need it to make cells and things like that. So as we get older, we need to kind of watch out that we're not taking in too much cholesterol from our diets, saturated fats, uh, you know, fried foods, those kind of things. But on the other side of that, if we take plenty of fiber in our diets as well, or even fiber supplements, and we take plenty of water throughout the day, that can absorb, you know, some of those dietary cholesterol fats and carry it out before it's got chance. Okay, we've spoken uh, on this program over the last um, few days. Fiber has come up more and more and more. Really? What exactly is fiber? I suppose what I would say is it's an indigestible thing. It would kind of... You would take in fibre, things like psyllium husks and flax seeds, ground flax seeds and things like that. And it can sort of absorb things. It can absorb like high cholesterol fats and things like that and just carry it through basically um, and so take it out of the body. Yeah, but you expel it then yourself. Exactly, yeah, you expel it. But it, it expels, it's sort of a, a carrier for other things that you don't need. So it kind of carries them on its back all the way out. yeah. And like things like high cholesterol, you know, if your body has made too much cholesterol, hopefully, you know, that would absorb into that fiber and get carried out. So that's a good way of controlling cholesterol to take fibers every day and to be aware of your fibers, even fruits and vegetables, apples, pears, things like that. You know, they're all kind of have indigestible fibers, which can be beneficial for you. Mm. Um, but some people, you know, they really look after their diets and they do enough exercise and they could be typically quite slim and they could have high cholesterol as well, and we would call that hereditary high cholesterol. Often quite a high number, like six, uh, or sorry, uh, seven, eight, or nine, something like that. And those are the people maybe that might benefit from taking a different supplement like red yeast rice, which can sort of um, slow down the rate that your liver is producing cholesterol in the first place. Um, but on the other side of that, you know, you have to be very careful with that. You can't take it with other cholesterol medications given to you by the doctor. Mm -hmm. um, you can't take it if you have any liver issues or, or anything like that. So please, please come in to us and, and we'll have a conversation chat, about chat, what chat. type of cholesterol you might have. Now somebody else is on to us. They want to take omega-3. Should I take fish oils or cod liver oil? Uh, what is the difference, can I ask you that? Um, well... I suppose cod liver oil comes from just the cod fish and it comes from just the liver part of that fish. Whereas um, the omega-3 fish oils that we sell in Evergreen um, come from things like deep sea herring, mackerel, salmon, anchovies, like kind of a mix of fish. Um, and it's not from the liver of those fish, it's from the kind of full flesh of the fish. So personally speaking, if I had to give an opinion on that, I wouldn't take cod liver oil because it's from, you know, just the liver of just the cod. And as we all know, like the, as we just said, the liver is the part of the body that makes cholesterol, but also it kind of deals with the toxins and with the toxins in the sea nowadays, I would just prefer to get a good clean omega-3 fish oil um, that's from somewhere like Alaska. Okay. But does it come from fish? It does. Fish, fish oil. Omega-3 fish oil, yeah. Salmon, wow. herring, anchovies, mackerel, that type of thing. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have lots and lots of fish in your diet, um, all well and good. I just like to supplement that and take some yeah. extra. Um, so that kind of answers that one. Somebody asked, is rosemary good for hair growth? Rosemary, is that? Yeah, rosemary that herb. 
The green one? Yeah. I like the smell of rosemary. Yeah, so do I. I like it on a, on a potato. Yeah. I've got some lovely rosemary bushes at home. <laughs> But bring anyway, me in some rosemary. Yeah, for the I'll bring yeah. some in. But um, yes, it is a traditional herb that's used for hair growth. All right, and what we have in evergreen is is kind of like a rosemary hair tonic. That would be like a light lotion that you put on. You put it onto your scalp at night time, yeah. and the rosemary is uh, supposed to stimulate the scalp and encourage hair growth. Um, and you can also use rosemary shampoos and conditioners. The same, the same as that. Um, now that would be for people with thinning hair for whatever reason, but I, I'm sure it wouldn't work for male passion boldness. All right. Um, somebody just said, just can I just go back to insomnia there, if you don't mind? Yes. I normally have two bananas before going to bed. I know that they're high in potassium. Mm. Can you ask uh, Polly, are they good for helping you sleep? And what foods have magnesium in them? That's a good question. Um, bananas, I'm not quite so sure about. Um, I wouldn't have a banana gone to bed. I probably wouldn't either. I mean, it might be helpful <laughs> for that person. We're not, but, calling um, you, we're not calling you odd, by the way, caller. Not Ian. at all. No. I mean, they'd be quite high in, in sugars, all right, bananas. Um, could cause insomnia. Could cause a little bit. <sighs> it might be helpful for this person, but I'd be more inclined to even take um, something which has got like a slow-release carbohydrate, something like um, brown bread, uh, like a brown soda bread. Mm. Like that would be high in magnesium. Um, and then some of the other high magnesium foods would be um, uh, your green leafy veg, kales, cabbages. Um, I think some of the nuts, some of the walnuts and almonds as well be high yeah. in magnesium. Yeah. All right, uh, Keith, the main cause of insomnia is anxiety. Um, will magnesium supplements uh, alleviate that? Magnesium supplements do help with anxiety to a certain extent, yes. Very much so, okay. yeah. Um, sorry, I've just gone there. Um, so rosemary shampoo, you're saying? Yeah, it can yeah. just help to stimulate the scalp a little bit and, um, you know, might help hair growth. Uh, it wouldn't help your hair to grow any faster, I wouldn't think, but it might just stimulate some of the other hair follicles to start growing if you have thinning hair. All right. Has any, has uh, Polly any alternative to HRT? Uh, HRT? Mm. Um, I suppose... Firing everything at you now, so Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no pressure, what probably, a lot of people find very, very useful is um, we've got some sachets, a box of sachets, and they would contain predominantly soy, soya powder. Um, and a lot of women do find that really, really helpful for hot flushes and night sweats. Um, soy, it doesn't give you any hormones per se, but it can bind onto the estrogen receptors in your body and your body reacts then by producing a little bit of your own hormone. Um, a lot of women say that when they're menopausal, you don't have hormones anymore, but you do. You stop producing them in your ovaries and your body reacts to that by producing other estrogens and things in your adrenals that can make you feel hot and, and anxious and sweaty and things like that. So if you take something like soy, it can kind of control the rate that you're producing those kind of things mm -hmm. and a lot of your symptoms can come down. So that would be like soy menopause sachets. Yeah, of course, again, not suitable for everyone. Definitely not suitable whilst you're on HRT. Uh, not suitable for women on other hormonal medications or who've had hormonal illnesses, but suitable for an awful lot of people. Very effective for a lot of people too. It's difficult for a lot of people, really and truly, when yeah. it comes to HRT and all of that. It's, it's, it's And also, you know, the main thing is if you can get a good night's sleep and you can get some of your stress levels down, a lot of things improve, you know? Mm. And that's the main thing that we'd be looking for. What's your definition of a good night's sleep? 
Um, seven or eight hours. Yeah, I need eight. Yeah, yeah. I'd take 12 if you give it to me. I would too. I'd like to be asleep, as I say, like today. So, you know, uh, 11 or half 11, something like that. And then be getting up maybe at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be going well before then. Yeah. I, I like to get to bed early because I get up earlier from there. Yeah. Um, but I do, I could sleep forever. And it, But it does, it kind of, I think the body kind of heals itself while we're sleeping. Definitely. And, you know, if you have this knock-on effect of not sleeping well every night, you know, it can be mm. so stressful on people and your body starts to kind of panic then, you know. Mm. So, Don't let it do that. Yeah, Just, exactly. Yeah. Polly, thanks for joining us. Now you're in... Um, I'm in Nocnacara. Today and every day. Today and every day That's this week. That's why is so busy there. It's a Polly in every Evergreen, but if you want to meet our Polly, you can just go to uh, uh, Evergreen in Nocticara and get further details. Polly, have a good and safe week. And uh, sorry for throwing so many curved balls at you, but you caught them all. <laughs> Thank you. Very important. Polly from Evergreen, and she's in Nocticara for this week, uh, every week indeed. If you want to pop into her and get the advice like she's given us here today. Good Health Naturally with Evergreen Health Foods. A world of natural health awaits at your local Evergreen Health store and online at evergreen.ie. Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Now I have two characters uh, join me today because as you know we've been speaking about the GRETB. And uh, we have two GRETB apprentices uh, joining us in studio this morning. Uh, Owen Maher is a native of Galway from the Ballyglunan side. And Mark O'Connor is uh, from Kerry. Owen, we were just talking um, to you first. Of, did you come to um, apprenticeships late in life? Or not late, but... Yeah, I suppose I went to college in Atlon and uh, briefly didn't really last long there. It wasn't really for me. Coming from an academic school up in Ross Gray, I suppose, Trades weren't really thought about. It wasn't something that was really pushed. So when I left school, I tried the college thing. Didn't really work out. So I travelled in. I went off to Canada for two years and uh, did a bit of driving trucks out there, a bit of landscaping. And it was only when I came home, I really decided to go for the carpentry route and start to trade. Mm. And how, how long now? When did you When did you come back? When did you start? I started my trade uh, two years ago now. So I'm going on two years into the trade now. It was May two years ago, so I'm coming up on the two years now. And would there be carpentry in the blood, would there? Um, well, no, my father's an engineer. He was in the construction trade for years, and uh, he's an engineer. So I suppose it didn't come from nowhere. I suppose construction was in the family there, but uh, it was something I didn't really think about until a bit later in life. Mm. And how do you, f how do you find it? Uh, good, yeah. It's a lot more hands-on, I suppose. I, I've always just wanted work. I didn't want to sit in an office. I wanted to get out and about and be hands-on. And uh, look, I just I'm very lucky to get in with the lads I'm working for now as well. So I have a good job to go back to after GRE to be good on you. And how long will you be? How long more will the training take? Um, so we're just after doing a 22 month uh, or 22 weeks, sorry, uh, phase now, and we're going back into phase three. So I, I'm not sure how long will it might take now from here on. Uh, should be about. Two years, two and a half years left. Two and a half years left, yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not no, bad, like. <laughs> no, not bad at all. Um, Mark, you're, Mark Connor, you're from Kerry. How did you get to Galway? Uh, Don't say about car now. Like that, when I left school, I kind of just went working in the factory and stuff. And then I kind of worked there for about a year, two years. And uh, just wanted to change scenery and stuff. So I came up to Galway, started working in the factory. And then I was like, I oh, know, I want to do a trade. Mm. So I 
left factory lane and I went down tripping and uh, like that I was I was always walking around kind of the trades when I was younger with the uncle and stuff going away doing mixes with him in the weekend so then I just said no it's kind of what I want to do so you were kind of drawn to the whole genre carpentry side yeah I was, always, I was always going into the trades regardless but it was just when I left school I couldn't find one at the time yeah. so I just been working in a factory and then came up here for change of scenery and just landed landed a job then with a with a carpenter mm. so, here in Galway here in Galway yeah so, so I'm here still so Kerry's losses are gained then yeah I suppose you can say that right and and so you say you have two, about two and a half years left? Uh, about two and a half years, yeah. Yeah, And you know you can't leave Galway then for ten years. You have to stay in Galway for ten years. That's the way. You can't go bringing the flipping trade back to Kerry. Bandy Glunen is only off the road. Like We can forgive them for that uh, from there. Put you up for another way. Yeah, but, but it is challenging. I mean, when you think about carpentry, some people could take it for granted. But there's a lot of science involved in it as well. I mean, measurement and all of that type of stuff. You have to have it in your shoulders all the same. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's quite a lot of mats involved in the yeah. roofing side and in the joinery as well. So yeah. it's all fine measurements. I would like that, you know, even in school I wouldn't I wouldn't be the best at maths or anything, but so far I said doing fairly alright. Like, yeah, well, the, the, the roof you did as a Nixon and Kerry last week is not doing well down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Limerick now. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't let you go away with that one altogether. But there is quite a bit of science and maths and all that involved in it. So there is, and you have to, what is it, measure three, measure twice, cut once or something used to be something. My father knows was a joiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in Mark's case, it's uh, cut three or four times. But <laughs> <laughs> And keep trying. Yeah, keep trying after uh, it, like, yeah. What type of projects do you use? I'll go to you on. What type of projects are you working on, you know, when you're not in jury to be? Would it be fairly big projects? Uh, when we're not in jury to be. Yeah, so the crowd I'm working with, uh, PNF Construction there in Montpellier, uh, it's all start to finish building. So mainly I'm primarily on the roofing side of it, but they do everything like so. They do first, second fix, even the groundworks. So they do the whole lot. So it's a really broad uh, knowledge of the trade you get when you're with guys like that. And what do you do, uh, can I ask you, Mark? Uh, like that from Bassman, he'd be roofing and I've done first, second fixing, done all the donkey work as well, like yeah. the groundworks and stuff, but mainly roofing. Roofing would roofing, be. Roofing be a big big part of the lake but a very important part because it has to be spot on yeah it has to be sealed uh, it has to be waterproof and the winds that we get here in the west of Ireland it has to be windproof as well yeah yeah, yeah and then the houses now don't have chimneys so everything is it's, it really has changed it changed a lot a lot so it has yeah I suppose roofs have definitely changed over the years there's no more chimneys really like I think since yeah. I started my trade we've only cut around one chimney and yeah. that's that's out of all the roofs we've done but I suppose it's forever changing, especially the engineering standards and everything. But yeah. like Donald and Eugene in GRITB, they give us every bit of knowledge we need to know going back onto site. And they kind of go above and beyond in the curriculum as well to really prepare us for that phase yeah. three. Is it? So it's more than education. They're there to assist. It to is, yeah. To, yeah. They yeah. keep up to date with all the new regulations and stuff like that. And they're giving us constant information yeah. about the change in regs. So it's only benefiting us then. And of course, health and safety is a huge part of it as well. Yeah, there's massive safety. Like, you know, you'd have your standard oh, heads hair, on, everything heads on. High vis and you know, you'd have your steel toes, the boots, and all that. Which is workers, workers is good now, anyway. So. It is, yeah. But then you you need quite a bit of equipment as well. You can't go in with a blunt saw. 
No, no, you don't. No, you need it's, good equipment. It'll, it'll cost you, cost you yeah. a bit of money, all right, you know. To, but like that, even when you're starting off, all you need is hammer on the measuring tape, like, and you'll be kind of flying, flying at a thing. You, you you won't be getting the job to put a bed up for your man outside the door here, so you won't. <laughs> oh, it's better buy as you go, like, so over yeah, time yeah, you build right. up the, the tools you, you need for the trade, like. like yeah, you have yeah. to. You wouldn't buy everything in one go, no. No, no. And you have to keep them secure in advance so there's some land go, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a huge problem, so it is for people starting out. Whereas if you put them in a van and the van isn't as good as it should be. I mean, the theft, every Tuesday we have the theft of tools uh, from tradesmen right across. It's not fair. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty bad, no? It's a shame, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair. And, and like it's like taking the studio away from me. Yeah, you know you can't do a job uh, can't from do there. Role, like, yeah. So you would, you would, if there's anybody listening to us, you you would be advocates for um, going into a, a trade, be it electrical, be it you, you, both yeah. of you are joiner and carpentry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But get stuck into it. Yeah, from there. I feel like you know, if you kind of have any doubts about going to college at all, you should you know, give, try your hand at a trade. But you, know. you said you did try. What did you try? Uh, so I tried social care and at loan. But I suppose I've always been more hands-on, so going into GRE to be was a better option for me, and I only found that out after a couple of years of being out of school, but looking for the people in school, I suppose, just if you have any like questions or anything, I suppose, just ask, because it's a great time to get into a trade as well. Like It is, but and, and we need you, because mm. there's such a shortage, and if you can stay in Ireland, it would be even better. Never mind staying in Galway for the next 10 years. <laughs> can't go to Kerry. It's just not allowed, Mark. I can't go to Kerry. It's not anymore. No, no, Kerry, no. No. But I mean, there are, there's such a shortage, so there is such a shortage of tradespeople out there. Yeah, yeah there is, all right. Yeah. So if they want to get further details, if they go on to um, the GRETB website uh, from there, you won't feel the two and a half years, lads. There's no, it'll fly all right, like. Not long with the fly yes, two years have gone pretty quick already, like, so yeah. you won't feel two more now. But yeah. if you think about where you've come in that first two years and, like, roofing, both of you roofing. Two years ago, you would never have thought that you would be up on a roof, cutting a roof, or creating a roof, or cutting out a dormer, or... Uh, yeah. You wouldn't have, would you? No, definitely not, like. No. No, like you, learn, you learn fairly fast. Yeah. Do, like. But again, it's that, all, constant that, hands-on. And that goes back to the tutors up up above then, as well. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah giving us yeah. every chance, no? Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the main thing. But again, you coming late into it, you see the tutors, and the tutors could nearly be the same age as yourself. You know, uh, so they're a bit off me now, right? <laughs> <laughs> are you saying they're old up there, are you? Yeah. Especially Donald. Uh, <laughs> what's Donald's surname? We better... <laughs> Don Legan. Don Legan, yeah. Yeah, we must and write him a letter of apology straight away <laughs> <laughs> and get you to sign it outside. Uh, guys, if uh, thanks, Cindy, for joining us. But if you want to get further details, you can do so uh, by just going to the GRETB website and getting further details. Uh, from there but uh, to Owen Maher thank you for joining us and uh, to Mark O'Connor from Kerry thank you for joining us as well and uh, well done again further details can be had by going to the GRETB website or go to www.apprenticeship.ie and uh, we have full details here and the numbers that you can dial, uh, dial as well uh, just give us a bell here to 091 770077 and we can give you the details guys thanks for joining us thanks very much Sound are you going to go for the lunch now? I will go for a sup tayori. Yeah, not bad. Do you know now what? I can hear the Kerry accent rub, rub, rubbing <laughs> off on you all. So, <laughs> so we're going to have a belly gloon in Kerry accent somewhere here. And I love the Kerry accent, Mark, by the way. It's just, I, think it's, I think it's lovely. It's so, great, yeah, just say you love the Galway accent as well. Come on, come on, come on. It's not bad, like, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two characters. I could stay talking to all day long. Never, never mind anything else. Uh, thanks to the crew up there, guys. Thank you indeed for joining us uh, today.
Now, uh, some of the comments coming in to us uh, today as well, and uh, we've got some images and otherwise. Keith, I would like you to revisit the comment uh, that you just made about just put it into a body bag and that was it. Uh, you would struggle to find many undertakers to agree with the unqualified and unquantifiable option. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. I understood that when once and when uh, the pandemic broke and hit, uh, that anybody who lost a loved one, the loved one was put into a body bag in the hospital. That was placed in a coffin. I'm sorry enough for being so morose on this one. And um, the coffin was not to be opened again, or the bag was not to be opened. If it's a thing that undertakers did differently, I am absolutely thrilled and excited that family members got a chance to say goodbye to their loved ones. But I've been, I've, I know people who lost, lo- who lost loved ones uh, during the pandemic and they found it extremely difficult not being able to say goodbye. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And if I've offended anybody, I do apologise. And um, there you go. Uh, Keith, congratulations uh, on Friday with a great programme. Where are you coming from in my Cullen? Somebody else wants to know. We're coming to you from Wildlands in my Cullen on Friday the 10th, and we have a good um, guest list already. We're just finalising it today. Uh, are we going out there today? Oh, you're going out there today. What time are you going out there at? Three o'clock. Good on you, Jonathan. Bring your passport. You're in a good part of town. Well, if you want to get there at three o'clock, the way traffic is getting into um, my calling, you'd want to be getting there at leaving here about one o'clock, John, because with the bypass is there. So he's going to Wildlands today. He's in my village and doesn't tell me. Oh, should I look at young fellas nowadays? What do we do with them at all? Um, yeah, so um, I might I might just surprise him and pop into Wildlands at three o'clock as well. Um, yeah, some of the other calls coming in, though, where we come from, Wildlands is where we're coming from. And uh, then after that, we're open, by the way, we're coming back into the city after that. So if somebody has suggestions uh, on that, they can do so. Um, we might go to the Cladda. Uh, we might go somewhere. Yeah, the Cladda we might go to. Uh, we have somebody who contacted us from the Cladda and said, would we consider coming in there? So we might just go to the Cladda from there. So if somebody wants to um, give us further details on that, we can do so. And uh, Keith, I would like to um, say thank you uh, to all involved in the Mary Cocklin concert on Sunday night last. Um, we absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it was absolutely wonderful. Uh, Keith, in relation to um, medical trials carried out back in the 60s and 70s in institutions, I'm afraid they would have no contact details in regards to addresses, as a lot of us have gone our different ways in the world. So a list of names and institutions that we were in would be very helpful so that we can check and know if we've been used in these trials. Hopefully there is none of us that have come out of the wrong side of these trials, especially those of us that are left. God bless all and thank you, and Keith, for, for highlighting uh, this subject. That's what we're here for. We try to try. We try to get it right a lot of the time, uh, and we do get it right. Not try. We do get it right quite a bit of the time. And uh, Keith, this caller said, "What's the name of the gizmo that you mentioned about uh, for heart? It's called Cardia K A R D I A Mobile. So you have to buy a little gizmo gadget gadget jobby. It's only a small little thing. I think it's a hundred euro something. I don't know. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's less. I don't know. And then you download the app, and then it syncs to the app, and then you have all your." Heart monitors uh, from there. And uh, Keith, uh, the scholar, said congratulations uh, to all involved uh, in the programme today. Morning, Keith. I spent last week in UHG. Would you give a big shout out, please, to all the staff in the emergency department and to all the doctors, nurses, and all the staff in St. Enda's Ward? 
They were amazing. Thank you so much. And that comes from Thomas Cox. Thomas, I hope that you're making a full recovery and I hope that uh, you're in good shape. But well done to the team in UHG. Big shout out to all the staff in the emergency department, the doctors, the nurses and the staff in St. Enda's Ward. And uh, thanking you so much. And that comes from Thomas Cox. And uh, Keith, regarding the new Brexit deal, I hope I'm... Um, I am wrong, but I feel that the DUP being the bigots that they are will pick holes in it in order to prevent the resumption of Stormont as they will not bow to being second fiddle to the shinners, the scholar said. They might have to. They might just have to do all what you've said, but um, there you go. It's a good comment, though. Uh, Keith, well done to Miriam Duggan. Thank you indeed for having your on. How do we get further details on what um, you spoke to Mr. Johnson about? Uh, 544-310. It's only one five four four three one zero is the number for Cree if you want to get um involved with that study or get details of that study. Only one five four four three one zero five four four three one zero. Keith, if the deal goes ahead, the uh, six counties will be under Irish rule. Yippee! It will not be under Irish rule. So none of that yippee stuff now, please. If you don't mind winding other people up. <laughs> Tomorrow morning in the programme, we have a Galway woman making a plea for an early intervention as her brother receives autism diagnosis at the age of 27. Galway University Hospitals um, performed first incisionist survey. We're looking at that. Students' Union launched Shockton Gaelic as well. And a Galway woman is producing Daring Dames, Europe's only all-female circus festival in Ackill this weekend. Now, if you don't mind... We're looking forward to that and more. That is it for today. Thank you to Siobhan who took your comments. Uh, thank you to John Morley who produced uh, today and is heading to Wildlands on his own by the looks of things at three o'clock. Didn't invite me. But from you, Studio Keith Finnegan and the crew until tomorrow, just after nine o'clock, live from Studio One. Have a good and a safe Tuesday. Talk to you then. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in-store and online at tesco.ie.